No chocolate knocks. Mm. <laughs> what kind of show is this? It's a white chocolate extravaganza. It's a white chocolate, ex- it's a white chocolate <laughs> extravaganza. This is... We're starting to look like a panel at uh, Shepherd's Conference. Oh! <laughs> I was going to say a revoice. No? Where's no, my no, volume? Wait. Probably that We're going to talk about Hunger Games 2020. Need a little more volume here? Yeah. I got it. There we go. Oh, okay. Yes, and... We got Michael Dougherty coming on the show from National Review. I'm excited about getting him on the show. There's kind oh. of a, a little fight. Oh, it's so like an intramural conservative food fight. Yeah, a National yeah. Review fight and everything. In house, as, in as house, you guys maybe pillow fight. We in got house. Pastor Wilson on the show. Hi. Darren Doan, director hey, Darren Doan. Of course, Pastor Toby, Gabe, and No Knox. Oh man, No Knox. It's a hard Knox life. Knox, I'm. I did not know you were gone. <laughs> why Why are we doing this? Where are you? Where have you gone? Yeah. What did you do to him? Uh, well, so Knox had to go on a trip and actually do work and make real money. That's oh, what, yeah. the nerve. Yeah, seriously. The nerve. Uh, so if somebody would like to underwrite him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you want to see yeah. him back. Exactly. If you want to see club. him back on the show. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> there we go. Make her check out the cross politics. That, that's very <laughs> Hey, we, we had a friend, uh, Jerome. Uh, send us some books oh, is that right? here and see those little kid books okay. one for you one's for Knox and I already got mine my kids we got a, Jerome sent it to us last night and my kids immediately wanted to read it so we read it for the little bedtime it's a bedtime kind of poem on fighting pirates with pillow pillows. fighting pirates yeah it was good so thanks Jerome name. we'll send that link out actually to that book because Jerome just gave it to us so we I think we need to send a link out to it so okay we'll send it out how uh, smart is that though like people are finally realizing like give stuff away for free and and cross right. politic will plug it right. I know that's really smart. Yeah. So so uh, whiskey we'll, we'll plug whiskey obviously. Um, whiskey. Whatever and- else. <laughs> Wait. What are we doing? I thought we weren't kids, talking about kids that. books and whiskey. <laughs> yeah. If this is a family show for all ages. Also, this show is brought to you by Logos Online Speaking School. Speaking of whiskey for kids. <laughs> Logos Online School. Yeah. Logosonlineschool.com. I'd read you the whole ad, but Gabe didn't share it with me. I don't have permission to read it. So I'm just going to tell you, LogosOnlineSchool.com. Logos Online School is a school that is um, committed to offering online Christ-centered classical education for grades 7 through 12 that's both affordable and accredited. It's Christian, classical, affordable, accredited, and is built around relationships, online classes meeting daily Monday through Thursday with outstanding teachers who take a personal interest in your student. It's almost like I read an actual ad. That was good. I just made that up. But it's actually outstanding teachers, not outstanding Right. Right. That's right. right. Thank right. you. Don't, right. don't, don't slur that, all right? <laughs> and I'm not feeling nauseous. Logosonlineschool.com. Sign up now, okay. all right? Well, now, what happened this week? So it's Pride Pride Month. What's that mean? And uh, Yeah, I know. Seriously. It means... What Ro- are we proud about? Romans 1 <laughs> month. Proud of our shame. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So Trump tweets out this week. He says, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation... Let us also stand in solidarity with many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries around the world, uh, countries worldwide that punish, imprison, and even execute individuals. So that was Trump tweeting that out, celebrating LGBT Pride Month, and and then um, uh, he was in Britain in UK. Yeah, right, UK, Britain. It's all, yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> not Europe. We're sorry. Yeah. It's not all the same. <laughs> and um. Uh, Oh man, I forget his name. the The liberal CNN guy was interviewing him. Uh, I forget uh, Piers. His name. Yeah, Piers Morgan. Yep, was interviewing him about uh, transgender in the military. Okay. I wanted to ask you about your your military. Is this week you uh, tweeted your support for the LGBT community around the world 
where they're being persecuted or excluded. It's terrible. Which does prompt the obvious question. If you feel that protective of the LGBT community, why did you feel the need to ban transgender people from serving in the US military? Because they take massive amounts of drugs, they have to, and also, and you're not allowed to take drugs. You know, in the military, you're not allowed to take any drugs. You take an aspirin, and they have to after the operation. They have to. They have no choice. They have to. Uh, and that you would actually have to break rules and regulations in order to have that. But the cost of the medication is minuscule compared well, to the overall yeah, budget, right? But you, but also, you accept that. You also but the, the US military yeah. spends a lot more money, for example, on giving Viagra to yeah. service men and women or service men. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. He said, <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't, like, know, I didn't that. know that. Wow. We have the military apparently funding Viagra for a bunch <laughs> of men in yeah. the military as opposed to, it, you know, uh, the one, one of the things that kind of struck me about this was you have this, um, you know, Trump's answer was actually, kinda, he kind of went to medical. He kind of went to drugs. That was, that was his answer. And yeah. that, that's not going to last. Being well, able to, it, it won't last until an actual war. The, the, one of the essential things here is military efficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Christians object to uh, trannies in the military on moral grounds, and they object to us giving appro- societal approval right. to, um, to that. Right. But there is a practical, pragmatic argument right. uh, against women in the military in combat roles. Right. It disrupts military efficiency. Uh, the the job of the military is to kill people and break things. Right. And you want to be efficient in, in doing that. Right. And, and so there is a moral argument. There's also a pragmatic argument. Trump can't make the moral argument right. because he doesn't, he doesn't have the resources. He doesn't have the framework or the worldview. That's right. There's, there's yep. a worldview. There's an argument to be made there. But the argument that he did make is not nonsensical. Well, and actually, the argument um, that uh, for women in the military being less effective—that's actually a biblical argument as well. Yes. The Bible itself says, in in several places in the Old Testament, the prophets say that um, armies of men that run away in cowardice and refuse to fight have become like women. Right. So the Bible itself says, if a good way to lose a war is to have your army, your military, full of women. Right. So mm. it, it's it's a biblical and a practical argument, and I think the same thing could be applied by analogy to the to the trannies. As right. you called him, I think a right. minute ago. Right. So, yeah. so what, what? How do we also think about like Trump's tweet about um, LGBT contributions? Apparently, that they've made to the U.S. That, that was appalling. So that's a he's celebrating something that ought not to be right. celebrated, and the but the homosexual world is still beyond angry with him anyway because they don't believe him. Do you? To me, it's uh, a win-win. No, win. win. yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I don't believe him. No, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. They don't believe him, and I think that, um, yeah, he shouldn't have done that, but they don't believe him anyway, and, it's, and I don't believe him because he's doing things like reversing the Obama um, policies on, yeah. on, on, uh, these, on these issues. So they're calling him sort of a secular hypocrite. He's he's talking the sec yes, he's yeah. talking the secular talk, yeah. uh, flying the holding the flag and but he's not no, he's, he's not he's, walking the walk. What do you mean by win win? Well, well, it's a win because because what Doug just said, no one believes him on that side. So he so he gains no fans, mm-hmm. right? And he's actually you know just giving the bird to their god. <laughs> he's 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 burning fake incense, which to me is just hilarious because yeah. he doesn't gain anyone on that side. Everyone that 
loves Trump. It's purely pragmatic. We're getting stuff done. He gets to write that and say, what are you talking about? And he gets to check what? that box. Yeah, yeah. checks that box. Yeah. And, then, and, and behind the scenes, he's doing every <laughs> single thing to unravel what Hillary would have had done in one month. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we don't, David's not here. We don't have the stinger to, to play it, but we got this great stinger. Hunger Games 2020 is kind of how we've been labeling the Democratic uh, uh, race, presidential race. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, survival of the fittest, Hunger Games, whoever's going to win. They're killing each other. Win. We got this great stinger. I can't play it. But okay. I can't. What I can play is the, if you want to see Chocolate Knox, just send in money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Once join, again, join again. Join the show. If he's act, is, he's yeah. actually in the back room. <laughs> this is what you want for the rest of the year. Yeah. Don't send any money. In. Low but if you want to production. see changes, <laughs> and if you want to see a pro-Trump guy on the show, this is Help, this is money. what you're getting. Okay, Become a member now. That's great. That's great. So, so we got names for all the presidential candidates. You know, we got Breadline Bernie, which is which is people one of my were favorites. upset at you. By the way, can we just break for a moment? Like, I saw people like being very offended that that you were getting to this level of of name calling of the Democratic candidates. I, I missed that. Really, did you really? I, I, did. Oh, I didn't I know. Either. Oh, yeah, I, I did. Know. So I, I did. Like brother, like starting with brother. That's when you know you're in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah. Someone says dear, brother, dear brother, dear brother. brother. I love dear you, brother. brother. It's like, it grieves me to write this. But <laughs> all your friends become like 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 they're in seminary. That first letter you get from your friend in seminary, yeah. you know, <laughs> brother. I pray for you daily. You're like Steve and and at lunch, <laughs> right? Wow. Okay. You know, beseech. That's, comes that's out. Right. But no. I I, I, actually, I saw people like really upset at you that 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 you would get to this level of name calling, name calling but I just yeah. wasn't sure if you were. What are of some of the other right. names? I want so I want to repeat Red, them. Redline Bernie. We got Pinko Pete. Pinko Pete. We got <laughs> incompetent Inslee. Which I think you could have a way better one for Pete, but it's, it's still a family. Okay, keep show. going. We'll go on. Pride <laughs> oh, look, month. Whoa. look now we have uh, messages up on the back screen. Oh. Oh. <laughs> You want to take that down? Darren at gmail.com is right there. Oh, <laughs> that's what happens when Cock Knox is not. Coop, Coop says keep rolling. My, uh, People are like writing down My your social emails. security is 563 <laughs> All right, let me get to this. So we got John okay, Hinklehooper. He's he's. In, I lost he's, audio. See, I got headphones. I can't hear. But go on. Oh, it's probably me now. Uh oh. Uh, yeah. There you go. You there you go. My line. Okay, uh, John Hinklehooper. He's running Hinkle Looper. What's his nickname? Hinklehooper. Whatever his last Hinkle name is. Hinkle Looper. Hinkle Hooper. I think is what it is. I don't know. Okay. And uh, he it was the former governor or current governor of Colorado, and he stepped into the race. Okay. And he's at this talk. Um, Democrat. You know, yeah, he's Democrat. Democrat. Anyways, I'm gonna roll the clip. This is just. We know it is absolutely essential to beat Donald Trump, but it is not sufficient. We must address the divisions that are tearing us apart. We must tackle the kitchen table challenges facing Americans. But let me be clear. If we want to beat Donald Trump and achieve big progressive goals, Socialism is not the answer. I was reelected. I was reelected in a purple state in 2014, one of the worst years for Democrats in a quarter century. I was, you know, if we're not careful, we're going to end up helping to reelect the worst president in American history. So the thing that strikes me is the 
level of public discourse. If we want to achieve big progressive goals, progressive. socialism is not the answer. Right. Well, that is translation. If we want to achieve socialism, socialism is not the answer. Right. <laughs> right. What, is, or, what does progressive right. mean? Right. Or if we want to achieve socialism, we can't call it we socialism. We can't call it, right. We, yeah. we have to keep saying it's not socialism. But you not can so- now. But you can. But, I mean, that's, but that's, well, that's, that's what the right. booing. You, you can. You can in the Democratic primaries. Right. 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 You must mm-hmm. in the, in the Democratic primaries. You must avow socialism. Yeah. And that's the buzzsaw he ran into. Yeah. Um, but everybody, uh, left, right, and moderate in the Democratic Party, is a socialist. Yeah. They're right. all socialists. They're just yeah. uh, slow motion. High speed. They're fighting over whether it should be 65 miles an hour or 75 miles an hour. Right. Everybody's going to socialism. And and would you say that the Republican Party are just really, 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 really slower socialists? I would say two thirds, 60% of the Republicans are just really slow motion socialists. Got it. Right. And then the Freedom Caucus or the, you know, there are some. There's still some legitimate conservatives. There are true conservatives in the Republican Party, but they're also slow motion socialists. Got it. Republican yeah. Party. So, so how are you thinking about the, this whole Democratic? Um, you know, I remember back in you know, the late 80s, early 90s, I remember saying, you know, thinking that Democrats were socialists even at, at that time. And right. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in high school and I'm like, that's just it's socialism. And, and the Democrats would get offended. No, we aren't socialists. And now, of course, you know, Bernie's a Democratic socialist. And the, the, the adoption of the Democrats, um, it's, I mean, they're adopting things at 90 miles an hour now. Right, everything from the homosexuality of Burgerfell, and then two months later, after Burgerfell fell, they are adopting the transgender movement. I mean, and and hardcore abortion. Right, right. So yeah, it used to be right. safe, safe, legal, rare. Yep. We we want abortion safe, legal, and rare back right. in Bill Clinton's day. Right. Yep. But now it's um, well, they're even Illinois pushed back the partial birth abortion ban. Right. In Illinois, they they repealed it or are in the process of re- of trying to repeal. It. I mean, it was mm-hmm. even that That's was. Right. Uh, a, a an issue that Republicans and Democrats at least could, you know say like at least at least let's not do that. Right. Yeah. Let's not be that barbaric. That's a little right. yeah inhumane. And right. now, but now the late Demo- term was always. I mean, late term was always like no, 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 nobody, nobody wants that. Right. Yeah. But now it's like all the way, all the way through yeah. nine months. Maybe yeah. out. Let's kill it. And you all saw Joe Biden just flipped on the Hyde Amendment right. thing. So you know, <laughs> twenty four. Talk about adopting something in less than twenty four yeah. hours. I mean, yeah. the right. same thing. The boo machine that we just. Saw that that whole machinery like he's was it like forty years he was a supporter of the Hyde Amendment which right. is which required no federal funding for abortions yeah. is that right right yeah. um, and twenty four you know in, in twenty four hours previously right he's still affirming that no that's my stance and then like sixteen hours later he comes out reversed and, and flips on right. the Hyde Amendment and that tells you that all of his poll numbers in the Democratic primary yeah. are are helium filled. Right. Oh, that yeah. that that was not the move of a strong, secure candidate. Yeah. No. That that was the move no. of someone who knows that his mountain of support is made out of cotton candy. Yeah. Right. Wow. So he's yeah he's got to play to his base. And he's he must. Yeah. Yes. Right. And, and you and no one should want to be elected or supported by that kind of um, support. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, to to be able to constantly have to be able to flip in twenty four hours to make sure you keep your poll numbers up and your base up. No I, th- wants that. I think Democrats are smart enough to know that within the next couple of months, because um, they know right now that they can't beat Trump. It's impossible. And you, they, got, you heard it here. And they know that. <laughs> yeah. And so. Barring nuclear war or, or the, the second great yeah. depression. Yes. Or yeah. if, if there's a. Yes. But as thing, yes. if, if things stand the yes. way they are now. Fair enough. Um, he doesn't have a chance. Yeah. yeah. So, so what they'll do if. 
if we think things are crazy right now, yeah. we don't know what's going to happen because they're going to flip this party so quickly to get ready yeah. you know, for six years from now. Right. It's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, and don't worry, though. New York is about to become the first state to ban cat decline. Mm. Yeah. Right. Because of their compassion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. It's I don't not know their body. Out this segment, it's not their body. But we're going to come back with another great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> David, come back. Help, help, David, help. come back. Become a member now. <laughs> you don't understand. Hi, I'm Andrew Claven, host of The Andrew Claven Show on The Daily Wire. I'm going to be speaking up in the chimney of northern Idaho this summer at Called Conference, which runs from July 15th through the 19th. I'll be giving my testimony, which is Christianese for the story of my conversion to Christianity, as detailed in my book, The Great Good Thing. And I'll be talking about why Christians should be involved in writing movies, like the movie I wrote, The Gosnell Movie. Called Conference is a worldview conference for Christian high schoolers. They want to challenge you to become the next generation of cultural leaders. So if you want to register, go to www.calledconference.ninja. I hope to see you there. Give me some volume. No, not that one. Is it the wrong one? That one. (laughs) It turns out David does a lot. He does a lot. He knew what he was doing. David knew what he was doing. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. We're grateful to have Doug Wilson in the studio with us and Darren right. Doan. Thank you. And David, where are you? Help! Again. Knox. Hey, bring him back. I want to remind you I that just did a good fade out. Good job. A bunch of us are doing same page summer. We're reading through the New Testament together. And uh, you can find this at ChristKirk.com forward slash Bible reading. I'm in it. You're doing it? I'm yes. doing it. All reading it together, the New Testament together. We've been cranking through the Gospel of John. Yep. And um, also, there's a Facebook group for men yep. and for women if I'm you want to jump in and ask questions and, and watch Darren. Uh, what were you doing on that video? Uh, I, was, I was in the spirit. <laughs> I, was, I was caught up. There you go. I was caught up. I was on the guitar, keyboard. I was just, yeah. you know, I was just there you go. To, you know. So um, Netflix becomes uh, the first major Hollywood studio to pledge to fight Georgia's abortion bill. It's going to be a hot topic. So Atlanta Mm -hmm. and the surrounding area is an enormous um, uh, filming Hollywood studio multiplex, Mm. I hear. Yes, it is. And um, and so they began rattling their saber after the Georgia heartbeat bill was passed, saying, we'll have no part in this. And there were various actors and actresses, of course, also saying, I'm not going to film there. And They do believe in church discipline. Yeah, right. (laughs) Just wrong church. Yes. And... And so at the same time, so they're playing a certain kind of boycott game. Um, I think uh, L.A.'s city of L.A. um, banned official government travel to Georgia already. So they're practicing church discipline on the left. And, of course, then, meanwhile, a lot of conservatives um, say, hey, two can play this game. Um, You know, we're not going to give you our money anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there have been a number of people then saying, hey, we're canceling Netflix, we're, we're going to cancel Hulu, or at least we're going to threaten to. Um, our friend Marcus Pittman, yep. um, did he create redpetition.com? Redpetition.com. Yep. Redpetition.com, where he's encouraging conservatives to cancel their Netflix subscriptions and send a message to liberal businesses about how much their support right. for abortion will cost them. Yep. I, I checked this morning, the total number was a little over 300,000. Yeah. Um, he's got this running tally. In three of, days. In, yeah, in three, that's pretty pretty yeah, good. Three days. Um, so... What do you guys think about this and similar tactics? So you have to distinguish with with boycotts. You have to distinguish between boycotting as a moral necessity and boycotting as a tactic. Right. 
Okay. So there's a certain kind of boycott that would be required because it's like right. it's porn or uh, prostitution. Yeah, you, or, you, know. you, you shouldn't get your uh, uh, Starbucks coffee uh, from the brothel, you right, know, right. because it's got the best baristas in town. You, <laughs> you, um, so you right because it's in, that would be immoral. Yeah, yeah you You'd actually you, per- participating in immorality. You, right. At some level, you have to participate in the immorality mm-hmm. in order to function in this transaction. Got it. Um, and so that's you should refuse to do that regardless of how effective it looks or how stupid it looks right. or, or how it hurts your business. It's a moral necessity. Got it. It's, it's Daniel refusing to eat the king's meat in Babylon. And I'm sorry, my conscience doesn't permit me to, to okay. glorify, uh, glorify what you're doing. That's where the cake bakers and the, the florists and photographers. the photographers are. Right. It's, it's not that they're refusing to participate in an economy together with homosexuals. Right. It's the particular transaction that they're being asked to right. conduct. Right. The florist in Washington, for example, who just lost again in the Washington Supreme Court. Surprise. Right. Shocker. She, she was serving, she was making flower bouquets for homosexual couples for years. Right. With no problems. It was when she was asked to do the bouquet for their wedding right. that she refused. I right. know I know one of those guys. I worked with them wow. in my previous life. Wow. Which is trippy. Yeah. Come so so that's the moral necessity. You 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 abstain from a transaction and it doesn't and basically how effective it is is irrelevant if it's a moral question. Right. Okay. Yeah. But if if it's a tactical question, that's a separate issue. And Jesus says that before you uh, before you try to uh, conquer an army. Count the tr- number of troops you've got right. before you build a tower. Make sure you've got the resource. You've got the resources. Right. So if a boycott takes off, let's say the uh, three hundred thousand grows to three hundred million because there's a groundswell of support, mm-hmm. then I would say that was a shot well taken. It was it was good. Yeah. You made Netflix sit up and pay attention. Right. Right. Um, but if you but it's not a it's a tactical thing it's not a moral thing right particularly if you organize the boycott of netflix on facebook facebook is as bad as netflix in any number of, by any number of metrics Certainly. so it's not a moral question it's right. simply a tactical, tactical. Yep. Right. so so the the question that ought to arise in your mind is i do i trust this general do i think this is a wise play do i think we can pull it do i think we can pull it off so the illustration i use is if you're living in a small town, 600 people, and the one gas station there starts selling pornography behind the counter, right? and everybody in town gets mad and says, we're just going to get our gas five miles away at Billy Bob's station and not mm-hmm. yours. Right. And so he pulls the, he stops, stops carrying the porn. You kept porn, you, you effectively kept porn out of your small town. That was really right. good. Yeah. And it's a small scale, and so that's... that's you can do it. It's, and feasible, you can fe- it's feasible. You can measure your effectiveness. You can right. see if you did good. Right. But let's say the guy who organized that boycott in a small town because of the carrying porn drove over to Seattle and he had to gas up. It's no compromise for him to gas up at a station that sells pornography mm-hmm. because it's not a moral issue. This is a tactical right. This right. is a tactical right. issue. Right. So we're not so, saying that it, to be a true believer, you have to cancel Netflix. Correct. Because right. that yep. would be the situation. Because the Apostle Paul doesn't pro- think about this. Is it lawful to buy a pot roast in Corinth from a pagan temple? Paul says yes. Right. 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 Paul says that you want to be careful who you eat it with. You want to be careful of the weaker brother. You, but, yep. but the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Right. Right. So the meat, the meat is not demon possessed. And 
there's nothing wrong with the meat. So if I go to Safeway and buy buy something, I don't have to worry about whether the board of directors of Safeway are born again or whether they're going to do good things with the money. Right. The Bible does not say that it's a sin to participate in an economy dominated by sinners. Right. It's it's just that's um, and so a lot of people think that it is. A lot of Christians think it is. I can't pay taxes because some of my taxes go to support this and that. And right. Right. Or I can't. I, I can't stay at Marriott because of the the Mormons or right. because you know whatever. What? It, uh, <laughs> they own the, they own Marriott. Now you right. can't go to Marriott. This, no. No, no, this no. year's going to be even harder. <laughs> Darren, no, were no, you Doug, even listening? Wait, wait, hold, hold on. I was. That's how I knew what he said. <laughs> so, so Doug, back up uh, to to your initial um, kind of principle on on being tactical and and maybe. Uh, you know, Netflix is a big kahuna in the room, and mm-hmm. you know, if you get up to three hundred million, then that's a, then then maybe you you've actually said something, right. and, and they've listened. Um, now I'm King David, you know, yeah. fixing getting my stones, and I'm I'm fixing to go face Goliath. Right. Would, would you use that same argument uh, to King David? Yeah. So the, I'm not saying the argument says don't. I'm not saying to 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 Marcus that that was a wrong thing to do. I'm saying well, let's see, let's give it. A, you know. Yeah, it yeah. Might, might be a good yeah. thing. Might, might be, be a good thing. stone to throw or not. Yeah. yeah. So David, David, when you're looking at uh, great men of faith, Abraham sacrificing Isaac or David going out to face Goliath, from 50 yards away, faith looks almost exactly like presumption. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So there are people who um, who uh, overcome armies. They do great things, mm-hmm. um, and it's faith, and you can. And you can see that they were honored by right. God, blessed by God. But that doesn't mean that it's automatically faith. So I'm just telling, this is not so much me as a critic in the bleachers saying, boycotting Netflix is bad. Right. Um, I'm saying, just check your own resources. Mm-hmm. Jesus tells you to count your money before you build a tower. Right. Jesus says to count the troops before you go to battle. Think this through. And David counted the rocks before yeah. he went to battle. Yeah. <laughs> and is, is, um, is this a strategic moment to be thinking along these lines? I mean, it, it seems like it is. I mean, when you have this, you know, New York and Illinois and Maine passing these, we can kill the baby, you know, even maybe after it's born kind of stuff. Right. And then the, the answer to that has seemingly been very obviously Alabama, Georgia. Tennessee. Uh, Louisiana, Missouri, all Missouri. these yeah. southern oh. uh, and and red states saying, right. not in our state, you don't. Right. Um, it, I mean the the forces are you know the the, the battle lines are being drawn. Right. Uh, the everybody's kind of the the um, the volume is increasing. It seems like a very strategic moment. I saw I saw a headline. Um, even if Roe v. Wade is, these are all obvious attempts to challenge Roe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And someone uh, argued, and I think this is exactly correct, even if Roe is upheld in this next round, yep. even if Roe if is upheld. If it goes back to the Supreme Court, it's upheld. And they, and they yep. uphold Roe. Even with that being the case, the momentum is with the pro-lifers. Right. Yeah. And I think we should keep the pressure on. Right. right. And there is no constitutional requirement that if the Supreme Court decides row that doesn't that's not binding on other states right that's just a signal to other states that it's the same thing's likely to happen to you when your case gets there right but if 15 states pass these restrictive abortion measures alabama's is the best right it's the most restrictive if 15 states did that and sent them up to the supreme court one after another right uh, what it is is a showdown 
and, and keep the pressure on. I say yeah. keep the pressure on. And, and how, so that's the political side. But a lot of people want to get into this also in terms of the cultural side, which is what you're seeing with like the Netflix thing or with businesses mm-hmm. and, and so on. What, what's that side look like? I mean, so we run the play, the, the political play, run the, run the bills. But then it's also, um, you know, Netflix saying we're going to pull out of Atlanta. And um, but, it, you know, the, the liberals have been a lot better or at least seem like they've been a lot more quick on the uptake in terms of throwing their cultural weight around. Right. How do Christians throw their cultural weight around? Well, they they have to um, grow a spine. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things that happens is the and this is a momentum. I think we're on the cusp of a momentum shift. Right. The reason Netflix can just assume and Google can just assume that uh, we don't know anybody that voted Republican. So this is the yeah. way the world, this right. is the way the world is. Right. right. Everyone must yeah. agree with me. Every, everybody must yeah. agree. And just visualize some board of directors of some hot company saying, we're going to do um, a gay friendly day, or, you know, we're yeah. going to join in pride day. And then three quarters of the board of directors resign. What you know? What yeah. or no one in the company shows up the next day? What what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, we have to get to the point where we realize that uh, Vladimir Lenin, who I don't usually quote <laughs> approvingly, <laughs> or, um, or, John, Bernie. or John Lennon. <laughs> John Lennon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't quote anything that sounds no, like that. Any of those but Lennon said, "All you need is a committed five percent." Yeah. What you need is a committed five percent. Yeah. And so when the Christians get to that committed 5% and they become intransigent, yeah. right? Where they just uh, say, we're not going to cooperate with this. Yeah. Right. We're, we're not going along. We're not going quietly. Um, I believe we have more than enough ingredients for a committed 5%. Yeah. And I think, I think we're seeing some of that develop. Right. Darren, wow, that's you're, really good. you're from LA. Yeah, you're part of the. I mean, not you're part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I w- and you're, and you've, you've I was in, for a while. And you've been in the industry. Yeah. Um. You. You. I mean, you were in the industry as an unbeliever, and then you, yeah. you, you told our, you've told your testimony before on the show. Yeah. Um. What do you see in all this? Um, what What is it? What's tactical for Christians? Christians, especially who care about the abortion issue, they want to see abortion ended. They have energy. They have enthusiasm. They see this happening. They want to get to that five percent. Um. What do you tell them? My, my first other side of the coin of what everyone's been saying is uh, with Marcus Pittman's petition, um, the way I look at the world, um, he's just established himself as a major player. That we are looking at what's the next 10, 15, 20 years going to look like. Yeah. And everyone's going to be dead that's been leading yeah. the, the Christian march in this direction so if we go back all the way to you know the gary norths and the um who was before gary north i always forget rush oh, dooney rush, rush, rush right. yeah. if, yeah. if, if we start with rush dooney and the bonsons and all that you know to, uh, to how lindsey to the sprawls <laughs> in, in one zip, yeah, yeah. To the sprawls to the yeah. james kennedys yeah. to the pipers everyone's going to be dead within 15 years yeah and well, and focus on well, families. Maybe, maybe not have... fifteen. Well, well, <laughs> come on, come well, on. No. Well, no. And, well, no. And my theory, and, and my theory has always been that Doug, as as of right now, is the last man standing. And so, what uh-huh. Doug is doing has as a huge. So everything Doug has done is what a lot of those guys didn't do. I mean, Sproul didn't get to a college until like the last ten years of his life. Like maybe we should right. have a college, right? Right. You know. So what what Doug put into play? So Doug Doug's written the playbook. 
And so what we're seeing right now, and there's not a lot of them yet, but we're seeing people who mm-hmm. are coming up right now who are establishing themselves as players. Marcus Pittman is a real player. And people are going to laugh at like 300,000 compared to like whatever. Right. But they laughed at Doug for the four people that showed up to Logos. Right. The first year. Or New St. Andrews. Four New St. Andrews the first year. Okay. 19 for Logos okay. the first year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yes. Right. Well, to, to your point here, too. Kind 5% of on, on, Lennon's 5%. <laughs> on, the macro, on the macro level, you think this is the last generation where the baby boomers are going to influence yep. in a significant way the presidential race. Thank God. Right. right. You got, yeah, yeah. Well, well may, I don't know. I don't know because I mean, look at AOC. Look at I mean, look at the next generation Democrats. They're crazy. Look, yeah, look. but yeah, but AOC is. Look at where she comes from. Yeah, right. A, a, a she, little niche New York suburb that votes liberal and got tired of this staunch Democrat right, they, there. Yeah. That that yeah. district would have elected Trotsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lay, so, Lay so, Miz would be a national holiday. Oh, um, but yeah. but I just got back on Facebook six months ago and. So I'm reconnecting with everybody, all my high school friends. Isn't everybody leaving Facebook right no, now? No, not at all. Not at all. And so I just got back on. Why? Um, well, because it's it's the only way to be effective if you're trying to grow anything in this day and age. Okay. So if you're not on social media, you you don't exist. So getting back on. And then when the platforms change, you just go there. Yeah. Not go a to, big deal. Right. Everyone's got to be prophetic. Not, not, face, not Facebook, the company, but this. Right. Yes. This, yeah. Yeah. Social yeah. media. Yes. Social it's like exactly. a track to cassette right. to Wherever CD. it moves, where, <laughs> yeah. where, wherever the attention yeah. is, that's where you mm-hmm. want sure. to, to uh, be. But I'm back on and I'm meeting. I'm hooking back up with all my friends from high school and the gnarliest dudes I knew who were dealing drugs with me, who were doing crazy stuff or, you know, like they're all saved. Really? Wow. Really? They're, they're all saved. Wow. And I'm finding dudes that even, I don't know, 12 years ago in Facebook and I got on Facebook and it was the same people still trying to sell me weed when I got on Facebook. I'm like, I need to get off Facebook. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And I got off, I get back on. People are saved. Yeah. <laughs> People are conservatives. I Maybe mean, you should get crazy. back off again. Yeah, exactly. No, my work's done. Uh, um, More it, people get saved when you get off. Right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I just think that, again, this, this, this myth that we're somehow 50-50 in this country, um, what social media platforms are doing is they're actually exposing that it's not a 50-50 country on abortion. I think mm-hmm. it's 80-20. Mm. And, and it sounds like what you're saying, too, put both of what you guys are saying together is so Christians need to have a spine. They need to have a backbone. And so you're, you're saying though, basically just, just be there, be whoever God right, has made yeah. you to be your right. business, your family, your educational ventures, your yep. neighborhood, and just be Christian. Right. Confidently. Right. Just right. joyfully, cheerfully. No, we don't kill babies. Right. No, there's just boys and girls. No, you know, we only have men and women get married and they stay married and they have babies and they baptize right. them. Yes. <laughs> That's it. And, and, and yeah. we win. That's it. And we're winning. That's it. So up next, Michael Dougherty. (laughs) Michael Dougherty, National Review columnist, coming up. Logos Online School is your affordable partner in classical Christian homeschooling, offering live teacher-led instruction four days a week to students in grades 7 through 12. Our experienced, enthusiastic teachers provide instruction in math, science, literature, history, languages, Bible, apologetics, rhetoric, government, and economics. Find out why more and more Christian homeschoolers are turning to Logos Online School for the education of their children. Go to LogosOnlineSchool.com today. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Cross Politics. 
David, where are you? Help, help. Marcus Pittman, please put something together to raise money for Chocolate Knox. Join the club, obviously. Right. With us on the line for this third segment, we are very thankful to have Michael Brendan Doherty. I'm not going to try to say it all Gaelic-like. Doherty. Okay, there you go. Uh, He's senior writer at National Review. He previously wrote for The Week, The American Conservative. His work has also appeared in The New York Times Magazine and ESPN Magazine. And he's the author of a brand new book, My Father Left Me Ireland, An American Son's Search for Home. There it is right there on the table. Michael, thanks for being on CrossPolitik. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. So we want to talk to you a little bit about um, this recent intramural, in-house, conservative, I don't know what we want to call Scuffle? it. Scuffle? Tiff? Scuffle? Tiff? Pillow F- fight? Fight? No, not a, <laughs> not, a, not a pillow fight. Okay. Pillow fighting pirates? Yeah, right. That's what I was trying to tie in, but yeah. I, Doug didn't go for it. Yeah. Um, so a couple weeks back, uh, Saurabh Amari, uh, he's an um, editor at uh, New York um, Times? Is that right? I'm, I'm going to say no, yes. New York Post. New York Post, okay. <laughs> Tweeted, if you can't see why children belong nowhere near drag with its current uh, currents of transvestic fetishism, we have nothing to say to each other. We are irreconcilably opposed. There's no polite David Frenchian third way around the cultural civil war. Ooh. The only way is through. as May 26th. Um, and thus began this intramural discussion over the nature of what we're fighting for in the culture wars. Are we, and my take is, are we fighting for a distinctively Christian public square that makes room for freedom of conscience and the pursuit of happiness, uh, a Christian public square that would make room for what we might call pluralism light, maybe? Um, or are we fighting for a purely secular, neutral public square, a pluralist public square that makes room at the table for Christianity uh, as one perspective among many's uh, among many. So um, Michael, is that, is that how you see the debate or do you see it differently? I think the, I mean, the debate has spiraled out because Congress is doing nothing. Trump is traveling. The debate has spiraled out into everyone's hobby horses. Right. Uh, uh, beyond. I mean, I think this is, this is like a full employment act for conservative writers now. <laughs> um, but um, Job security. But yeah, I mean, the, the, I think you, you've highlighted it well about what the ends are, but I think a lot of, I, I think that's clarifying because a lot of what the, uh, the gas and smoke billowing out of this debate is, has been about, has been talking about the means rather than the ends. And maybe that's why it's not been as sharp or as clear as it should be. So, um, essentially, uh, Sora Mamari said, essentially, that uh, if, if by liberal principles you mean we have to consent to drag queens in the public library teaching our kids, then to hell with liberalism. Um, and David French has replied... Manfully, well, you know, these are laws that uh, this is a framework that protects us. And if you give the state the power to crush, uh, you know, Sacramento's library uh, against the will of Sacramento's citizens and people and the institutions that have authority there to have allowed this, then you uh, are creating 
an environment where we're going to be crushed um, right. because mm-hmm. essentially we're a minority. And, you know, I think it's also been clouded by the fact that, I mean, in my own personal assessment, I think David French has done a lot of good work in courtrooms, real work fighting and, and making achievements right. where possible. And I'm very grateful for that work. Uh, and if you're conservative, I think, you know, one of the number one things you should have is gratitude for what is good. Um, so I regret it. I have been personally grieved by, uh, my two friends going at each other like this, but, um, that's where it stands. I mean, Omari was making a more philosophical point that I think has to be discussed, which is, you know, is what we mean by liberalism a form of autonomy? and self-definition that necessarily excludes a, a, a Christian public square. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's right. So that, that is where I think it stands right now. Where, what could, you flip it, could you flip it around and say that uh, a harmonization or a, a peace offering would be to say that a distinctively Christian uh, uh, public square would be classical liberalism the way it functioned prior to all this craziness that's descended upon us so a response yeah i think go ahead i i think i think you're right i think i, I mean I, I had a discussion on national reviews the editors podcast and, and they were trying to narrow it down and they were saying their point to me was you are um, the fear that's driving amari and, and others like myself is partly that we we feel we have lost what we you know what what, what they call the cultural backstop right. that right. okay right. if the founders created this framework for in which a Christian people could order the public square themselves now that we are less of a Christian people um, which if, you know if you look at the Barna survey headcounts of how many people actually go to church. Uh, you know, you can't argue that there is less practice of the faith in America now than there was previously. Um, then, yeah, and that's that's been a point David has leaned on, which is that, okay, if we dispense with the normal rules of engagement that we've had, this liberal framework, we're going to be losers on the end of this. But in order uh, to fight, in order to fight for religious liberty, so it, what we're up against is this: religious liberty is itself a religious value, mm, and yeah. it's not a religious value for all religions, right? Right. Right. So um, right. Islam, re- Islam, <laughs> uh, yeah. Saudi Arabia does not yeah. value religious liberty right. the way we do. So, reli- if religious liberty is a religious value, and not all religions have that value, then that, right. that is a um, stumper for classical liberalism mm. that wants to be secular. Right. So if you want, if you yeah. want religious li- liberty long run, you've got to have Jesus. Well, and not only, not only that, but I mean, there's also the, just a social history and fact that not every religion conceivable could be practiced legally in America. Right. I mean, yes. you, you, you right. can conceive of all sorts of, of rights, uh, R-I-T-E-S, that would violate right. what we take to be our R-I-G-I-H-D-S. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, and, and even further, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, I'm telling tales of the school, but <laughs> uh, Go ahead. you know, National Review in, in our office a little bit, you know, we, we ended up having a fight about the glorious revolution because, you know, Amari and I being Roman Catholics, our, our concern is maybe not religious liberty per se, but we would refer to as the liberty of the church, which is, you know, a, a slightly different concept. Though I think America has proved com- a compatible, a compatible, a compatible republic for which which Protestants and Catholics can share, um, for, uh, not only with each other but with 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 others beyond us. I'm hey. I'm I'm the least educated on this subject in, in the room, yeah. um, and so my and uh, my sincere question would be, based on how this country was set up, we have the Constitution, right? Would you're more more educated than most? Okay, right right. okay. Good start. Good start. Okay. Um, does Islam compete or go against the Constitution? So can Islam be in America and still be under the Constitution, or does it rub against the Constitution? That's so my so my, so my question is is one that's not that educated in this in this area. We, we can talk about religious freedom. So I'm asking. Yeah. What about Islam? What about Islam? Does, does it have to submit itself to the Constitution? And if it does, does it submit itself to the Constitution? Anybody? I mean, I'm not an Islamic scholar or theologian. I mean, I, to, to me, a lot of this is uh, judged by the, the proof in the pudding, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, you know, in a, in a sense, uh, you know, I've been asked during these debates, essentially, what argument would I have other than the neutrality of the state um, for defending the existence of my church in this state? And I said my argument would be that if you point to, say, pornography and what it produces, which is, you know, basically a form of human slavery for their participants, that make it and then for the onanists to view it. And then you point to my church. And when you see us practicing our faith, we produce hospitals, charities, religious services and mercy being given out to sinners. Um, One is good for this Republic and one is obviously bad. And to say that there's no way for the law to recognize or distinguish between them is a form of insanity. Uh, And it it would be a form of insanity to the founders. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if, if I could tag on to that and give another example that I think everybody can see is that um, a Muslim, uh, Muslims could come to America, let's say, uh, make America an ideal Christian republic. Muslim could come here uh, to go to Disneyland or, you know, to, to be a merchant or something, sell his goods. What he couldn't do if we were an ideal republic is come here and have his marriage to his four wives right. recognized. But could he set up a mosque? Um, I would say uh, not a minaret. What do you mean? What, uh, what's a minaret? Uh, so um, Switzerland just banned minarets where the calls to prayer are issued. Right. That's a church bells would be legal. Muslim calls to prayer would not be because the public space is not neutral. Right. So if, as soon as you make the public space neutral. The, and the county courthouse neutral, you've got to be good with polygamy. 
You just mm. have to be good with polygamy. Or transvesticism or, uh, or, or transfigurations and, or trans-whatevers. Uh, all the trannies. Yep. And, Going and, old school. And the LGBT, everything. You have to be good with all of that. Right, because b- basically I think we're living in God's reductio ad absurdum of secular classical liberalism. Huh. Look, you can't pretend that it... Uh, that one wife or four wives, you know, right? Uh, you basically, so, it's got to break a certain way. So you're saying right. that a a in a Christian republic, a Muslim could have his mosque, his church service, but couldn't have a public manifestation of that church service resonate in the in the square. Yeah. It ba- basically, we are a Christian country. We're not going to bind your conscience. You can continue to believe what you want to believe. You can pray uh-huh. as you want to pray. We're not going to bind anybody's conscience. But our laws and our public space are under the lordship of Christ. Now, when I was listening to the National Review Editor's podcast yesterday, Michael, it seemed like there was a couple places where uh, Charles Cook, who I think is your boss, um, yeah. <laughs> was was, uh, was raising the concern of, you know, the, like, sort of like, so what are you going to do? And I, I think several of them said, so what are you going to do? And at one point, it, uh, somebody raised um, some crazy website that apparently likened um, Amari's view to like ISIS or something like that. Ugh, and, right. and, and Cook was clear and said, I don't think he's, he's, he's uh, proposing anything close to that. But he did uh, leave room to say, I think that maybe he left himself open to that slander because if, if you're going to enforce your faith, then how are you not going to be coercive is, is the fear. The fear is, you know, right. we're, 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 uh, we're at least sliding down this um, coercive um, path. You know, we're, we're on a um, slippery slope to, but, but has any culture anywhere on the face of the planet, anywhere throughout all of history of time, never enforced their faith? Well, that, yeah, that's one question, right? Is 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 the neutrality Possible. supposed neutrality of of the public yeah. square real? Is it real? Is it possible? And right. if it is, mm-hmm. is it also coercive as well? Right. And, <laughs> and, and is there an example? That's a great. Well, that's co- a great way of articulating co- that question. And yeah. coercion is inescapable. So a society is is a coercive right. collective endeavor. So. We coerce people who steal bike bicycles. We coerce people who rape and steal. We we co- you know coercion is what a society does. So it's not whether we coerce; it's which people we co- coerce and what's guiding our and what standard yep. by what by standard, standard do and we how? right? How, yeah, how yeah. do we? What standard do we um, apply? Really how do yeah. we do it? And to whom do we do it? So, Michael, what and, were, and, what, and how there, would you? And, and I want to add to I want to add to to the list there that that Pastor Wilson made. It's also a prudential decision, right? I mean, there's also, uh, you know, a magistrate has to make a prudential decision about how how extreme to go in enforcing this. Sure. Right? I mean, so we, we all here, to take the easiest example, we all believe that the public authority and the society have um, not only a right but a duty to enforce laws against murder. Right. Right. But we make prudential decisions that do make that we do make prudential decisions about how to do that that make enforcing the law harder for us. For instance, we have civil rights, we have attorney client privilege, 
in California, at least for now, we have clergy privilege where <laughs> Catholic priests are not That's forced away. to break the seal of confession mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. So, so we have these civil rights. There, there are limits. We don't install a surveillance society to algorithmically mm-hmm. uh, pick up murderers by studying by uh, by using computer code to study uh, security cameras that cover every corner of the United States inside and outside. Mm-hmm. So so there are also prudential things and I think the fear among some is I think the 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 the, the small L liberal mind I think does have a hard time or has a, a tendency when it's not elevated by other principles whether religious or republican or classical republican it has a tendency to see any question of um, where, where the state takes a side as permission for the state to go as far as possible and inflict any tyranny to uh, achieve that end. So if we say we don't want smut merchants, we don't want pornography, they'll say, well, you're saying that the government can tell us where to point our cameras? Well, yeah. <laughs> well like, yeah. like yeah. no, and not, not in every... <laughs> In most circumstances, we, we, you know, we don't say to laws against murder, oh, you're saying the government can tell me where to point my knife? Like, like, yeah. That is a, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like, I think it's a category the, error. Categorical error. Yeah. Now, Michael, the law isn't coming into an effect when I, I, I run my knife through a slice of chicken breast. Right. It, it does right. when, I, when I run it through a human breast. Right. Now, Michael, where where would you fall on this? I mean, would you advocate for a Christian society, a Christian, you know, in name government and nation? Uh, I mean, yes, and but the question is the means to achieve that, and also your question of what is the United States now? So, yeah. so Michael, I if I could I, I, go ahead. Um, so, I, I would say, I, I mean, I am aiming for this. Whether that results, I, I don't see any immediate prospect, however, of a confessional American state. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of don't even permit myself to think that far ahead. Um, so let's, so I, I, let's, let me ask this. I've, I've um, suggested. However, a... you, oh, wait, just one last thought before yeah. I lose it. Uh, however, in, in a sense, um, you know, the United States was not a confessional state in the in the way traditionally understood. Like, right. for a time, Ireland, I mean, Ireland's constitution still has a preamble uh, attributing all authority to the Most Holy Trinity. Right. right. Um, it, the United States had never had that well, uh, as part of its constitution. constitution. Was ratified. But, in, but, it was ratified in the year of our Lord, seventeen eighty nine. Right. I mean. It, it, <laughs> doesn't quite say who the Lord is, and, and we know that um, the, uh, the the writer of the Declaration, <laughs> uh, the Declaration was no aid to his orthodoxy. Yeah, right. Um, or his bloodlust against Catholics in France. Um, but we, uh, so you might say, though, I, I don't know if you would agree with this, or you might agree with this even more, that when people arrived in America in the 19th century or even well into the 20th century, 
that the public square itself, by its character, confessed to the lordship of Christ. Maybe, maybe you don't feel that way. No, I'm, I'm not I, sure no, I, th- I think we, I, I think, think we did. did. I think we so did. So yeah. at, at the con- Jefferson wasn't at the Constitutional Convention, and when they adopted the Constitution. Fifty of the fifty-five men there were Trinitarian Christians. Or were they Presbyterians? Uh, well, a bunch, a bunch were. But, uh, but the um, at, and when the Constitution was ratified, nine of the thirteen colonies had established state churches. So, yes. um, nine of the thirteen. So we know that whatever the Constitution and the last one went out in the eighteen thirties. So it that arrangement went on for decades after the Constitution was adopted, which means that uh, what they were doing is they didn't want a church, the First Amendment didn't want a church of the United States the way you have a church of Denmark or a church of England. They didn't want a federal church. An established An established federal, federal church, church right. that Congress could establish. But they did allow for state churches. Right. So the Congregational right. Church was the Church of Connecticut. The uh, You know, you, you had this all through the colonies. And so that was the atmosphere that everybody was breathing right when the constitution was adopted and ratified yeah and, and ratified yeah. right so it whatever it else it is if we made the presbyterian church the church of idaho what whether that's a good idea or a bad idea it wouldn't be an unconstitutional idea and it wouldn't conflict right. with like let's say a national church of the united states well it would right. it's, that's why they didn't want a national church if you have a, right. a national bird it doesn't really cause wars if the states have their state bird yep. or a national song and the state song right. or the national flower and the state flower right. but if you have a national church and you have a state church that's a different one right. you're just asking for conflict you're just yeah. asking for conflict yeah. so we were a federation of sovereign states the, they wanted the established religion to be at the state level because we were a federation, right? Not we weren't right. a, we weren't a nation, right? Yeah, Michael, how does how does that um, rub against kind of the, the the Catholic view that the Catholic the Catholic view of the church and and what it means kind of for a national church and and local uh, state churches? Well, listen, the, the Catholic Church's view and articulated in especially strongly in the 19th century, right, is that we, we champion the social kingship of Christ and that corporate bodies, uh, social subjects, um, also have a duty uh, to confess the truth uh, of, of where authority comes from in this universe. Uh-huh. Um, so we do believe that, um, I mean, in the particular history of the founding, one of the complaints in the Declaration of Independence was the Quebec Act, which allowed free worship of Catholics in a neighboring territory in Quebec. So, you know, there is a, a history, a, a, a little bit of a more complex history right. here. Yes. My own view is that, my own view is that, um, you know, what was previously called Christendom uh, still exists. And still has what the the French political writer Pierre Manette calls the Christian mark, and and uh, you know we may be less practicing, we may be backslidden, heretical, and fallen away. Mm-hmm. But if you look at where say Islam rubs up heavily against Christ, uh, 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 one of these nations with a Christian mark you start to see the, the character come out. So, for instance, there was a telling incident 
in 2015 in Germany, I thought, where uh, women who were out celebrating New Year's were attacked by kind of immigrant Muslim gangs. Right. And this was hushed up by the German media. And mm-hmm. But what was telling about the incident, I thought, was that the mayor of Cologne, the city where this happened, a good liberal, suggested as a way of preventing this in the future that women in Cologne don't go out unaccompanied and that they don't uh, go out wearing provocative or dress or anything like that. And that was interesting to me because it reflected conflicts that happened during the Crusades in the Crusader state Mm -hmm. where Muslims were looking at Franks and saying, why do these men let their wives walk with their friends and other soldiers? Uh, Why why do women walk about freely in this way? Uh, And it reflects this, this Christian mark that Christian societies have women who can walk about freely and unaccompanied by their brother and father. Uh, and we have houses that are sociable and face the street and in a sense are sociable with each other. Right. Whereas in Islamic countries, you have veiled women and you have veiled houses. You have veiled gardens yeah. usually. Mm-hmm. And the entrance to the house is veiled yeah. in a way. Yeah. And so even, even Germany, which has abysmally low rates of church attendance and practice, it still bears a mark of its Christian, uh, founder right. of its Christian character, and, yeah. and, and class, that's in and, my view. And secular classical liberalism does not provide a tent that both those ways of living can fit under. Right, uh, there, morality is inescapable, and there's no real such thing as neutrality or sec. I mean, even secularism, so-called secularism, is still has a morality. Right. Um, all right. Well, this has been fun. Um, I'm, I'm going to do my best Knox close out here. Uh, wait, hold on. All right. Okay. Michael, thank you for joining us. And make sure you go out and get Michael's book, My Father Left yes. Me Ireland, Amazon, yes. wherever good books are sold. All right. If you aren't baptized, get baptized. If you are baptized, get married. If you're married, have a baby. If you have a baby, <laughs> baptize the baby. Love the Lord your God with all By your heart, heart and strength. <laughs> Love your neighbor as yourself. Go, go fight, fight laugh, laugh, and feast. David, come home soon. <laughs>